Hi, it's Amit Ansari. Hi, it's Jill Saunders. And I'm Matt Nussbaum. Who? Sorry, wait, I heard a ghost, Jewel. Did you hear that too? Good. Did you hear that ghost? And this is Omi's hear- Comedy Podcast. I'm hearing some murmurs. I can't really understand. Yeah. Hey, Jewel, what's up? What's going on? Another episode of Just Me and You? Nice. So spooky. I'm in your house. But welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the drive home. Thanks for tuning in this week. We've got a fun double feature for you. Uh, but yeah, I guess elephant in the room. I'm back. For and one. Been a couple of um, okay. You know what, man? You know what? Half is half is better than none. Wouldn't you yeah, say? Yeah, trying his best. He showed up. Right, right. You know what? Half is half is better than none. Showing up in the job. Ghost, uh, ghost has returned, and uh, I'm excited to talk about one of the two movies that we'll be talking about today. Mm. Um, truth comes out. The truth comes out. But we've got a fun double feature here. We got a uh, Ron Shelton's White Man Can't Jump, and then Roman Polanski's Rosemary's Baby following that um but yeah it's good man i why, I, why do you sound so rusty oh yeah i know why oh i wonder why <laughs> funny guy all right over over under like three and a half of these jokes that omid makes well you pissed me off this week so i'm gonna be snarky with you so yeah so that's the that's um, over you, of all time yeah you just time. couldn't you, whatever i'll just address this tomorrow anyways um what's going on everyone uh we were reviewing Why Men Can Jump, like Nuss said, and that was my pick. I'm giving the background of why. No, no, no yeah. But that I won, that I picked for winning the coming of age draft. Yeah. Um, back in, I think, March when we used to do the podcast regularly. Uh, blame Matthew Nussbaum for that. And then Jewel picked uh, Rosemary's Baby as she won the Oscars. Uh, Let's pick them. I'm just going to call it that, where she won. Uh, she picked the most correct out of all of us in a. <laughs> I am lying down in my bed. All right, I'll sit up. Here we go. I've had a long day. I can just like feel bed. the energy of like you being nearly asleep because you're lying down in your bed. I want I, this is an ASMR podcast. You just podcast. We're actually we're just gonna leave and let you guys just listen to the sounds of me laying in bed. Yes. Oh, ready? Ready? It'll be just like you're there with them. Yeah, I mean you're, you're you're there with them. It's it's a really beautiful thing. <laughs> Matt and I are like uncomfortably in chairs, awake, yep. alert. <laughs> you guys haven't had the day I had, so all right, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, but okay, whatever. Has Anyways, anyone seen, has anyone wait? Side note: Has anyone seen uh, Marcel the Shell? No, I wanted to no, see it. This I want you so badly. No, I, I, I like really want to see it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I love. I, 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 I didn't grow up watching the YouTube videos, so I have no me context. Neither. Yeah, I, really, I have zero. Context. Not really. I mean, I love Jenny Slate. She's like one of my favorite celebrities. I just like will watch anything that she does. And especially this is like a passion project for her. So I'm excited to see it. It hasn't come out near me yet though. So. Oh, really? One day. Yeah. <laughs> ride, ride release is coming out soon, I think. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh that. my God. I'm what? just realizing what? a lamp, the lamp I have in my room at home is the same, is literally the same model lamp I have that I bought off of someone for free in DC. Whoa. Damn, the things you do when you Circle. sit up. Yeah, More we'll bed thoughts from Omi. <laughs> yeah. Um, pillow talk. No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, um, and Jewel, uh, Rosemary's Baby was Jewel's pick. Um, 
But yeah, so I think about after this, there are not a lot of movies that came out recently that could have captivated. Well, Elvis could have. Have you guys well, I mean, seen yeah, Elvis? Elvis? Elvis. I saw Thor. I'm not watching that. fucking Dude, Thor. I have heard nothing but awful things about that. Movie. Yeah, it was really bland. It was it was really bland. I, was, um, I mean, I'm I I'm a, I'm a, I like Marvel like most everything, but that was I don't know. Yeah, and, and co- try hard. correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the Thors are normally pretty good, right? Like Ragnarok, I feel like is like normally considered one of the better. Yeah, Ragnarok's definitely like one, like top five yeah. Marvel and thing. It's, and it was Taika still, right? Like yeah. I don't understand how. But, but Taika has had like the Lin Manuel Miranda effect of being kind of off. I don't know. He's just a little. He. I think that what made Ragnarok so fun was that he took a character that wasn't funny or fun at all, and then surprise made it really fun, and then he just like doubled down with this one and everybody was expecting that. And it was just like jokes per minute that really didn't land or like feel very authentic. And I think the chemistry between like Thor and Loki made all those other Thor movies like click so much. And the chemistry between Thor and Jane, Natalie Portman just like was not doing it for me. So I was just a little underwhelmed. Interesting. Uh, that's yeah. basically all we'll need to know about Thor. <laughs> yeah, I'm never gonna watch it. Thor coverage. <laughs> Done. Check it off the list. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's nothing, nothing crazy out right now. Yeah. Other than Elvis and Marcel, that's only two things calling oh. my name. I saw Elvis already. Um. We've got Nope coming up, and we've got Bullet Train. Yeah. Quite a few good ones. Oh my god! Anyone see? Anyone see fucking Minions? No. no. <laughs> you haven't seen Minions, Joe? I feel like. Your nieces would take you. No, <laughs> you should go with them. I that was a quick. That was a quick. That no, 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 thank you. No, I've heard it's not bad, actually. Some people like. I know some people. Oh, dude, I haven't heard anyone say it wasn't bad unless you were like memeing the hell out of it. Yeah, I heard it's fine. Anyways, but who cares? It's not a movie for us. So you're 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 right. Um, no, my nieces are all about that movie Wish Dragon. <laughs> I started in Aladdin. It rip off to a T like it's completely Aladdin but that was a fun that's their current obsession love that not minions (sighs) but yeah so instead of watching the lull of the summer blockbuster well I think we had our summer blockbuster for the year already just Top Gun which we covered in the last episode um but if you haven't definitely check that out but um, we decided to do our picks for this episode. And then next week, so you all know what's coming up, we are doing, uh, yeah, next week, Jewel, good, good job, Jewel, calling us out with the, with the, um, the, movie, the movie air quotes. Because next right week now. is, next week on a, Matthew Nelson's calendar can the be. The movie's not even out, now. bro. Not yeah. yet. And you guys also have to watch us in that time. Yeah. So you know okay. what? I don't, uh, bad. I think it would be great if you watched Rosemary's Baby before that, because I think, I think like it definitely inspires Get Out and just the modern like horror genre and definitely Jordan. Oh, that's, that's a good point. All of those things, but that's a good point. You're right. I didn't really realize that the yeah because there's a point about Rosemary Baby. Okay. Anyways, but yeah. So next episode, God knows who when that is. Um, we will be doing us because not Ness and I have not seen us. We have seen Get Out. So if you haven't seen Get Out, take this opportunity. And then we will be doing. Nope. nope. Um, a Jordan Peele episode full of yes. great hope. And watch Key and Peele, skits if you want. 
for fun. I don't I know. Still, I still watch Key and Peele skits like once every week or so. They're just I don't. Funny. Whatever. Anyways, but with that, why don't we get into White Man Can't Jump? Let's do it. Um, I watched this movie one. Let me see. I watched it when I had COVID. Yeah. Since I had COVID. We both, both watched it a little while ago. Right? I watched it two months ago. <laughs> I watched it two months ago. May. We were recording this on July 14th. I watched this May 20th. Wow. It's been some time. It's about two months. Yeah, I, I just watched it last week. Um, but for I'll give you a little uh, a little summary to kind of refresh your your memory. Um, and and anyone who you know hasn't seen it maybe since I guess it came out in 92. So I don't know how many people are listening to this that were alive at that time. But White Men Can't Jump, uh, Ron Shelton's film from 1992, starring, of course, Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson, um, as well as Rosie Perez in a pretty uh, pretty wacky role. Uh, White Men Can't Jump follows two basketball players, Billy and Sidney, who are uh, just trying to make a living. And they, they make their living by hustling basketball games um, all over California, right? Are they, is it stay in LA? Are they in LA? The whole yeah, time? It's, LA. it's LA. They're in LA the whole time, right? Yeah. So it's uh, the two of them making a living hustling uh, basketball games around Los Angeles. And uh, they each have their uh, reasons for doing so and um, things that they're running away from or things that they're chasing. Um, and it's how they kind of, live their lives hustling these games while having, you know, significant others and, uh, you know, hopes and, and aspirations as well as, uh, you know, fighting with each other and dealing with, with their own relationship and their own demons. Um, and this movie is just so 90s, man. I know everyone says it about this movie, but it is unbelievably true how 90s this movie is. Um, right down, Right down to the to the outfits that they wear the whole time incredible outfits incredible movie poster if you've never heard of this movie or like know anything go look at the movie poster look at the hats that they're wearing and how they're wearing them and you know everything you need to know about this movie right there i mean it's it's the poster is it it it, 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 it's 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 wonderful it tells you everything you need to know about what you're gonna do for this was elite wardrobe elite vibes which for everybody that's loving all of the Barbie set picks that we're getting, I think like definitely go watch White Men Can't Jump because it's going to give you the exact same like 90s <laughs> Venice Beach vibe that is just a movie? elite Barbie. Barbie movie. Oh, all yeah, the yeah. set picks. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I, I would watch it again just for the, the vibe. It would be a good movie, I feel like, to have in the background and just, like, appreciate the wardrobe and the 90s vibe. Definitely, definitely. Um, I, I, I like that. Definitely, it could be a background movie. Um, yeah, I am little... So, I love this movie. Uh, I'm a little, So, Jewel, I know you liked it, too, because, again, we watched the movie two months ago. No, so we, have no, we have no idea if you... Uh, what your thoughts are, but we'll get to that in a second. I'll talk about my love for this movie. I this movie is fucking hilarious. I think this movie is... There's a lot of movies that are talked about in the, like the basketball canon, and it's so fucking dumb what movies are considered like the best basketball movies. Fucking Space Jam is overrated, and people need to stop talking about it. Okay, I'm so like sorry. Space Jam is not actually considered one of the best basketball movies of all time. No, yeah. but it's like it's one of the like most heralded. Critical success. I'm not saying critical. Okay, what's most heralded? Like when you talk about a basketball movie, first movie people come to mind, it's fucking Space Jam, and that oh, needs to stop. No, it's not. It's it, for us. Be serious here. Cool. What is the first basketball movie you think of? 
I think of hoop dreams and I haven't okay. even seen that, I'll give you hoop dreams. Love, <laughs> love that. For yeah. the casual once again, we talked casual... about it on this podcast, but if you've never seen Steve James's Hoop Dreams, go watch that. That is the single greatest basketball movie of all time. Okay, I'm not guys, I am just talking about casual oh, viewers. People are gonna say Space Jam is Dude, the best of their favorite. Casual, casual. No, it's not nice. Are we that old now that Hoosiers is not like Yes, nobody's talking about Hoosiers the way they talk about um what's it called? Meet the Titans. Remember the Titans. Oh my god. I'm being serious. Dude. I said I've never seen Hoosiers, by the way. Hoosiers is like iconic. Anyways, this is not the point for that. Movie. This is not the. Oh, well, I'm not okay. You're thinking you're relevant sports. I'm not talking about. Okay, I'm just saying basketball in general. Movie. I'm talking. Hoosiers. I'm talking about movies that involve basketball. It doesn't have to be a motivational sports movie. It doesn't have to be a space gym. I'm just talking about basketball in general. Space gym, I think, in my opinion, is what people consider to be number one. It Let us know like, what you guys think the most famous sure. basketball adjacent film is. We'll put a poll. I'm, I'm looking at a list. On Letterbox right now, by based off popularity, Uncut Gems. That doesn't count. On the list. <laughs> doesn't really sure, count. I mean, that's I'm basketball adjacent. Sure. And then Space Jam. Thank you. And then High School Musical. Surprise. Well, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like then Hustle. It, relevant. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right. So th- that tells you how much relevance that list has. No, okay. but it's just it's just like Space Jam needs to be at, taken out of this canon. Like Mike needs to be the near the top of the oh, canon. Yes. And on top that's of like great. Mike. Is Mike <laughs> can't jump. And on, on, on top of like Mike is why Mike can jump. The the male the <laughs> adult version of like Mike. Um like Mike is incredible. That's my favorite movie, one of my favorite oh, I watched that movie all the time growing up. We're playing basketball. And then what was the song? What's the DMX song they rap? I mean, oh, it's X don't give it to you. Yeah. Know. Um God, what an incredible and then all the fucking cameos, man. Mm, so good. Anyways. Um, we'll, we can do like my episode later on next March Madness. We'll do basketball movies. Um, that's a fun list. That is a fun list, but this needs to be higher up. Nobody talks about why man can jump. And that is a fucking shame. It needs to be bumped up so much higher. It's so funny. Great basketball. And the commentary, like intentional or not, I thought it worked. I, I think, I think it's very, I can't tell you what the commentary was anymore, but I remember like in the sense of like, like uh, the race dynamic. The race the racial dynamic. Yeah, the racial dynamics, the yeah. ec- economic dynamics as well. Yeah. I thought it worked well. It wasn't forced. It never felt nothing about this movie felt ingenuine. Um and I and I that's why I appreciate it. I a movie. I want a movie to make me feel like it's natural, it's good, it's like I, I can relate to the characters. I I, I not I don't know for but like I understand you're, their you're, struggles you're relating. And, yeah, I'll that's I'll scam you any day. Um, but yeah, I thought I love this movie. It was my new favorite movie. I said I don't think I've rated a movie higher since I've seen this. Really? Let me check. I ha- well the reigning champ. Now, no, here's, here's- no, uh, I lied. Boiling point I did, and then the joy luck club. But I've, since that, no. here's my here's my question for you. I guess for for both you, Jewel. I don't no, know. So you didn't like it. Didn't I know you liked the movie. I don't know what parts of the of the movie you liked, but this Omid, you know, I'm very interested to hear your your your, your thoughts on on the on the Jeopardy plotline. Oh my! That's another thing. That's an I loved it. That's another thing. It's all my interest. It is all my fucking interest. And I, I was Jeopardy like, really easy. Okay, well, it's true. Jeopardy is easy if you get lucky. 
Kyle she Jeopardy's easy. like very easy to get up on there and then win. What did I? And and call me, you know, obnoxious or whatever you want to say. But as a, you know, I like Jeopardy. I, you know, Omi, Omi knows I, I watch I watch a bit of Jeopardy. You want to hear something funny? That's qualified to get to the initial round. And then he had to come up with seven interesting facts and he yeah. came up with the most boring. None of them. Five. Right, none of them. Right. He came. He came up with five, like it was five, and he came up with the most boring five. So we literally had to go through all his child, like from birth to yeah. however old you were, to try and find come up with five, five fun facts, and we were we were unable to do so. Um, no, we came up with a couple. We came up with like four. Okay, but that's why now my fun fact is that you couldn't do that. <laughs> um, but so I'm just gonna say, getting on Jeopardy, a. I mean, it's just that's not how you get on Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> and then B, they're not letting. Uh, like like this this random woman get yes, on Jeopardy. The 90s were a different time. Uh, Corruption, uh, connections. How do you think people get on Jeopardy? I will say it was wonderful to see Alex Trebek. Mm, true. That was really cool. That was fun to see. Um, without, like, absolutely without a doubt. It was really cool uh, to see him, um, you know, hosting the Jeopardy show. But that entire plot line and pretty much Every scene that Rosie Perez was in as as uh, Billy's, Billy's girlfriend was, uh, I mean, I mean to be to be blunt, it was it was boring. Oh, you know what Jewel said? What I said Look. she was a scene stealer. I thought she was so fun. I thought, and I, I, I mean, I didn't even like Woody to be honest with you in the movie. I thought, I thought, I thought Snipes was the best yeah. part of the movie, and and I was pretty much only interested in what. Wesley and his his story really had to say, um, but the Jeopardy stuff just threw me off right from the start. And then, like, to have the climax of this film be a Jeopardy game, uh, it wasn't a climax. It wasn't a climax. What do you think the climax was? The climax uh, was him in the game after when he bet the money. Yeah, the the you're saying like the last game against whatever. Yeah. Their names were the Duke and something. That was the biggest decision of if he's going to bet the money and like. Yeah, I guess you're right. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I guess it was yeah. the it was the setup of the climax. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair point. I retract. But you didn't like it. I got I, the point I got still stands. I didn't. Uh, so you know, I didn't. I didn't dislike the movie. Yeah, I like the vibes more than the plot. I just and, and I and I the vibes and the plot were great. I totally get that. I mean, it was I, a I, fun I, time. I had COVID. That movie I wanted is to be happy. all style and no substance, man. And not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's like, you know, I'm I'm all for movies that are just a vibe and like they're they're fun to watch and that's it. I'm not saying every movie needs to be, you know, fucking, I don't I don't know, Interstellar, you know. But like, that movie is is to me the definition of all of all style, no substance. I mean, the having the, the gangsters like chasing them down i guess for like the debts it just none of it felt important it never felt real it never felt like any of it mattered and i think that the closest the movie got at least with that side of the plot right with 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 billy and gloria was like a really interesting like like topic in 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 like a compulsive gambler right like someone who's yeah. ruining their life because they cannot stop gambling and I thought that was really interesting and, and, and like, I wish they had, you know, like, like took a, a deeper look at that and like a closer look. And instead it kind of plays off as a joke. The joke is, it's just a joke that he keeps, he keeps spending the money. And then at the end, it's like, oh, well, like, you know, she left me because I kept gambling all the money. Like, oh, oh well, like we're going to be just fine. And it, it was just so tonally strange to me. 
Um, and it just, it, 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 it left a sour taste in my mouth um, with the ending. Mm. Not to say there weren't a lot of great parts in the movie that I enjoyed. I, th- I thought a lot of it was pretty funny, um, especially like the first, the first couple scenes as, you know, over the top 90s and kind of bordering on cheesy that they were. They were fun, man. And Omi touched on it. The basketball in this movie is yeah. some of the best basketball I've ever seen in a film. I mean, like, dude, it looked, it was real. And it was real. If you, you know, you look into the movie, dude, like they were doing, that was actually them. Incredible. That was cool. I liked the basketball. When did we stop having fun watching movies? Why are we taking everything too seriously? Dude, I mean, I, I it was, was not important. Like, what, what are like, we now? I'm so sorry, Ebert and... Okay, sorry. Oh, you, you, you know that my thing... If I, if, if I enjoy watching a movie, then, then fuck it. Then I enjoy it. You know what I mean? I'm just... This movie, I didn't enjoy enough to, like, warrant me looking past it. And I think because a lot of my issues with the plot held me back from enjoying it. You know what I mean? I think it was also because there was so much focus on the relationship between Woody Harrelson and Rosie Perez that like the having them just disintegrate at the end, it just felt kind of strange. And it's like, oh, well, the the whole base, the most important relationship was between Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. Right. But it was like there was so much time spent on so- that other relationship that it's like, OK, that friendship kind of went in the on the wayside. One thing I love is that Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson have been in four movies together which I think they were in a movie before this in 86. And then they were in a couple more movies after until like 1999. And I just like love that they've continued this partnership and that he was cast in this because I think either Ron Shelton or the studio wanted Keanu Reeves, which yeah. And then Charlie Sheen as well. And Charlie Sheen was like, I don't like playing basketball. Like I don't want to play basketball. So, but Woody Harrelson is like actually a good basketball player. So um, that's why he was, you know, not only cast, but, um, and okay. Also, how do we feel about the upcoming remake that is currently filming right now? uh, Provide context and who's starring. And who is right. Like, so who's Woody? I mean, who plays? Okay. So it's it's from Kenya Barris who did um, Blackish, Blackish, oh, right? right that's it. Um, <laughs> so it is starring Jack Harlow Ooh. and Cinco Walls, which that guy's great. He was in Teen Wolf, cool, cool dude. Jack Harlow, I, uh, I can no, just I'm like hoping this movie stalls. The way this movie is gonna be. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm hoping. Well, his time of fame is now. His he's never gonna be more popular than he is now. I don't know. I feel like I no. His feel music's like not good enough to. That. His music's not, not good enough to be. I mean, to get higher than the he man is comes now. out and drops the literal worst tape of 2022, and you want to tell me that he's not peaked? I mean, uh, oh my god! I rented a car in DC. Literally, it didn't it didn't have airplay. Could not connect to anything. I listened to the radio the whole time. Fucking Jack Harlow! I heard that song so many times. Oh my god! I uh, was like. I felt the first time I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And then I was so sick of it by the end that I was like, I was angry. <laughs> I'm just like, I think I, I don't know. I have the hick, the ick with Jack Harlow. And I feel like people are, I don't know. By the time this comes out, I feel like more people will have the ick. Exactly. <laughs> That's the thing I'm hoping. After this tape, this man should be shamed the way that yeah. Chance was shamed after the big day. This is one of the worst <laughs> hip. I know it's not a hip hop podcast. So sorry, but this <laughs> It is one of the worst hip hop tapes I have heard in years. I mean, he should yeah. be embarrassed that he put it out. Oh my God. 
I cannot explain my disdain for this tape more. Have no, they started filming yet or no? They haven't started filming yet, right? They started filming in May. He's on, he's on festivals. We're hoping production stalls. Yeah. They replace him and we move forward. I think Blake be... Griffith is producing and somebody else is producing. Ooh, Blake Griffin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blake Griffith. Griffith? You said Griffith. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that ain't right. Um, that is funny. Yeah, that'd be sweet if they recast because that, that's just not that's just not the vibe. But we'll see what happens. How is Jack Harlow going to follow up Woody Harrelson? Someone tell me that. Like and he doesn't have the charm. Not, not at all. Harrelson just has the kind of. Like, I can play Woody Harrelson better than okay, he can. Okay. All right. I have charm. Right, another poll number two. Have, like, dumb who would be a like, better? Who he... would replace Woody better, Omid or Jack Harlow? Me. I don't know, me. All right, step up to the plate. I've never seen you play basketball. Mm. Are you good? Monster in the court in the paint. (laughs) I've been playing tennis a lot actually recently. Play like five times a week now. Jesus. Unfortunately, it's not the. Um, No, but yeah, we'll recast it. But anyways, great movie. Uh, I'm happy I chose it. Fuck you if you don't like it. Sorry. Okay. No, I think it's like it's pretty iconic. It's um, it's a good one to have an iconic. I mean, it's not it's, one that I'll like remember for the plot. No, and I and I get that, and I'll like remember the the vibes on that movie because the vibes were great. I mean, and, and if I'm not mistaken, I mean the movie it's like a this is a famous movie. I mean, like the movie did really well, right? Yeah, it was like 15th or 16th, I think, in um like in '92 when it came out. It like did really commercially very well. I mean, that's awesome. I like. And that. it was actually sued 20th Century Fox because. I think he had like a handshake of like how much he would make off of it. Okay. And then it made a lot more than they thought. And then he felt like he didn't get what he was owed. So he sued them and got like $10 million. Who sued? The director, Ron oh. Shelton. But I think um, kind of soured his career a little bit, but he got that money. But they and they also were at the Oscars this year for like the 30 year <laughs> reunion. So, Oh, were they? Yeah, that's, I think, what inspired me to pick this movie. Because I had a different, what did I pick before? Inside Man? I was like, no, actually, I've been meaning to white, watch White Man Can't Jump, and they just then they were showcased at the Oscars. So, yeah, I mean, the the music was cool. I fucked with the music. The soundtrack was 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 sweet. Especially, I I mean, that the the start of the movie, I loved those guys. Just those guys singing. Uh, they were wonderful. I forget what their names were. They had like they had the name on there, but <laughs> it got off to a hot start. And the music's good. Uh, you know, I'm not to not to say that I think the movie is like a bad movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's a fine movie, and I totally get why you or anyone would be like, this movie's awesome, because it is a vibe. It's, it's a cool movie. Just, you know, I, I couldn't separate some of my some of my issues that I had with it. But, I mean, undoubt- I mean, like, I thought it was acted well. I thought Wesley was awesome in it. I loved it. Um, I, like, was not expecting the first big turn that the movie takes, you know, the first twist mm-hmm. or reveal. Was not expecting it at all. And, like, I it blindsided me. I don't know why it blindsided me. This isn't like a, you know, like a crazy, you know, this is not an M Night movie, you know, I'm not out here trying to fool me. But I was, I was like, well, it's, you're, it's billed as like a friendship movie, right? Exactly. Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay, immediately they, immediately, yeah, immediately, it's <laughs> and they like, it's nice, and then and then you know, Rosie Press like he just fucked you. Like, yeah. What? No, he didn't. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what is she talking about? And then they go over, and I was, ex- I was literally even as they go over to the house, I'm expecting. Yeah. It to be like, no, what are you talking about? Like, you're crazy. 
And then it's like, I didn't no, like exactly what happened. I'm like, holy shit, how did I miss that? I, I like that scene like, where the wives or the girlfriends and the yeah, yeah. So were like, they just, it boiled over pretty quickly. Yeah, and the guys are just watching the game. It's like, they're, yeah. they're literally fighting, but then like important <laughs> games on. So like, oh yeah. shit, like, let's, let's stop for a second to watch, you know, watch the Lakers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a, lot to, there's a lot to like in the movie. That's, that's for sure. And I, you know, I think people should. Well, you should watch it. It's a, it's a fun movie to watch. It's an easy watch. Totally, it's a very easy, easy watch. watch. Yeah, it's it's it's. Um, it'll be smiling. Yeah, yeah. It 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 will. I mean, like, I wish it wasn't. Again, like, I wish it had done a little more exploring some of the darker, you know, themes and, and undertones that it had. But you know, it is what it is. Um, it's streaming on on Prime for anyone with Prime that has not has not had the the pleasure of, of watching it. I would I would recommend the film. Um, I would say you should watch it um, regardless of of my of my feelings on it but did this guy so so this guy got like blackballed after that movie i mean i know he did i know he was i only i know him from bull durham yeah um, which is um, another i think remember. average to slightly above average sports movie um i mean his career after that is pretty is pretty slow did a movie called tin cup hollywood homicide i mean they're they're not really winners up in here after after not those a, two. Not a whole lot of winners. <laughs> um, I think he did another sports movie as well. Yeah, he did a fighting movie. He did like a boxing movie with um Antonio Banderas and Woody Harrelson. Wow. That looks bad, but that did happen. <laughs> Interesting. Well, any uh any 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 parting thoughts on White Men Can't Jump? Uh great movie give it a watch <laughs> yeah i'd say give, I, I, I would say give it a watch that's for sure good good fun pick omid i know thank I you didn't like that as a pick <laughs> um do we want to transition onto polanski yeah uh jewel are we i uh, are, are, oh. we, we would be you're gonna miss the ben simmons joke why I mean, it's just funny, man. Like his like his favorite movie of all time, and then we wait till he leaves the podcast to talk about it. Oh, whatever. You can do it. <laughs> I'm too tired. My my head is all over the place, and I apologize for uh, whatever. They don't care. Um, but yeah, we are reviewing one of Omar's favorite movie, but we don't even know who Omar is. So, um, oh, is it really? It it is. Yeah, it is. Nice. Um, yeah, he could have been a special guest, but whatever. Call up. <laughs> Actually, you want to call him up right now? Should we, should we zoom him in? Take the spot. Right, give me two seconds. Let me text him. We have to, we have to stop no, it. No, guys, guys, guys. We don't want his no, to be associated, associated to him in the stop industry. It, we can't it, say stop anything. It, stop it, stop it. Never mind. Why would we even call him? Yeah. Um, but if he listens to this, Omar is out of love. No one's actually listening to our podcast. So don't worry. Um, but uh, so... On top of Ben Simmons, we have who else did a hold out? Uh, what's his name? Le'Veon Bell with us. Uh, as he did not watch this movie. Um, I, I tried, no, was not. I didn't try. He the didn't, deadline. We're, we're, we're second tier to him. I did try, was uh-huh. unable to squeeze it in, but that's okay. We're in, we're in good hands. With okay, since you have some free time, since we're lo- you're logging off, you know what you can do. What? Watch it. <laughs> I could. You should watch it before this episode goes out, you so take you can two and add half hours to talk about this movie. In which case, perfect. No. Nice. You, you should. You should. You really should watch the movie. I don't know why we're putting this out, but 
You should watch, watch it and just tag on your thoughts at the end. Yes, exactly. You cool. really should watch it before the episode comes that's out. A, that's a that's a really good idea. I might. I might. Well, well that, that's no. Well, if we give Nuss an inch, she'll take a mile because he'll won't post it for another three months, like he did I with do, uh, everything like, everywhere all at like once. I do like that idea. No, we have to watch. We have to watch Nope soon. So yeah, so Nuss, you have to do this within the next we'll, five we'll days. Nope, when it comes out. Yeah, you have to do this in the next five days. Watch this movie. Okay. Will do. Well, anyways, well, he'll be back on at the end. Yes, uh, well, I'll, I'll stop back in. Um, but but for now, it's uh, you're back with your with your a normal show. Day. Special and guest Ness was the special guest <laughs> Ness was in town. This is back to the favorites. Enjoy normal. Uh, your normal setting. Your uh, America's favorite director, Roman Polanski. <laughs> Isn't he Swiss? I was the show. Swiss. He's Polish. <laughs> he's Polish. You're right, but and he's in France now. Is he in France? I thought we just didn't know where he is. That's no, like, he's in France. No, we know who. Everyone knows where he is. Never coming back. I mean, he's, he'll get a standing ovation when he steps foot on the country again, right? Well, he got a standing ovation at uh, what that was festival the, was the last year? That was the joke. What festival was that though? Was what it can? Anyways, goodbye, Nuss. Yeah. Special guest. Appreciate you coming out to the podcast today. Thanks for having me. No problem. <laughs> when did you get a standing ovation? I the Oscars? Maybe. No. In Venice. A couple years ago. No, it was last year. Mm-hmm. Adine Menzel. No. Adine, the French actress, walked out. Oh, yeah. Um, from Portrait of Lady on Fire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. my least favorite part about this movie is that Roman Polanski is connected to it for forever. One of the top uh, reviews is like, uh, the devil would understand the de- how the devil works. Yeah. <laughs> I know I saw another one that was like, this is a movie about the birth of Roman Blansky. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, horrible man, but amazing movie. This is actually one of my favorite, favorite movies, just along with Omar. Um, this is based off an Ira Levin novel, whose other novel, Separate Wives, is also one of my favorite movies. Have you read either one of these books? No, I haven't, but they... Oh, here we go. Oh, no, I know I'm oh, getting no. it for your birthday. Really? Oh yeah, I would love that. I've actually I like look for copies that are like you know unique looking. Um, but they're both like very faithful because I've like picked one up and like read it at a bookstore just like passively. Um, and they're incredibly faithful adaptations. Like both of them are pretty to the book. Um, even especially in Separate Wives, there's like particular scenes that even just like the or maybe it was in this one that there was like a mustache that had the um doctor had like developed a mustache over the course of there's her sessions mm-hmm. and that, that was like noted in the book and covered in the in the movie as well like little things like that that don't necessarily need to but apparently there was also like hours and hours of this movie that he cut as well and i'm like i don't even know how much more you could have filmed for this yeah. <laughs> but, um they're pretty faithful so they're both brilliant and i think like i said we'll lead very well to our discussions, our discussion about Jordan Peele, because I think that this movie especially has such an impact and influence on horror movies to come. And especially Jordan Peele has cited them both as references and cited like Daniel Kaluuya to watch them like before he, um, before he filmed Get Out. And you can, you can really see the influence in, in both of those movies as well. I was gonna um, say- I was gonna yeah. say, like, I anticipated this to be much people consider like the top horror film ever. 
I consider this to be much scarier, but it was more it was more the psychological horror yeah. that like get out does. And I was like, you, when you made that point this morning, I didn't really connect it. I was like, rather wow, really this morning, early in the podcast. Like, <laughs> that, that, that really make that that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I think I mean, OK, so this is films. This was this came out in 68. I think it's incredibly timely. It's so relevant, especially now yeah. after Roe v. Wade has been overturned. Um, I think that, like I said, it just had a really heavy influence on a lot of things, but it's because it's it's not, a lot of modern horror turned, well, for a period, it turned a lot to like gore. That was kind of the focus. Or, or, like, or like, like jump scares. I think Blair Witch yeah, Project. Like slasher films, like jump scares. Yeah. I think mean, Blair um, Witch Project like shifted that. that yeah. Way. But I think this is one that's completely prevailed. I feel like Psycho is kind of similar, but Psycho is also, you know, led to like a slasher kind of thing as well. But um, in terms of, you know, these movies in the 60s that the biggest fear is, is stuff that could easily happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, while there is some some spooky stuff in this, Roman Polanski has stated like he didn't want to show a lot of the spookier stuff. And it's um he showed the stuff that could happen like all of the psychological torment and gaslighting and um body horror this is stuff that can basically <laughs> like could happen to any woman um and then there's added stuff to it that makes it more terrifying but the base level of it is, is like this is most terrifying one of the podcasts that i really like that i started listening to lately is called two scary didn't watch me and it's just yeah <laughs> you would actually like it it's just um it's i think it's like two two of the hosts don't like scary movies at all one loves them so she watches all of them and then like describes the movie to the other two <laughs> and um they did rosemary's baby and they were talking about how generally like the biggest fear out across all of these horror films and across all these genres like the, the scariest thing is men <laughs> i'm just like i definitely understand and especially in this movie it's um it's terrifying it's it's super scary to watch but it's just so relevant to this day that i think it's a lot of gaslighting i know this is like i mean there is a movie called gaslight there's like a couple movies called movies about gaslighting but this one was like early early up very prominent gaslighting who's the girl bossing was the neighbor was the old lady what's her name (laughs) What gaslight girl girl boss gatekeep? Yeah, um, they and they gatekeep the baby. And they gatekeep. <laughs> Come on, that's funny. Oh, I know that's my review. The ultimate yeah, gaslight. They, they don't let her like read books. Literally, the doctor is like, yes. "Don't read." <laughs> Why did you read books? It just stresses you out. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I can go into like a little bit of a plot summary if we want, or do you want to like let this, me know here? Give, give us a plot summary. At this point, it's fifty years old. If you haven't seen it, 50. get to it. Yeah, 68. Oh, true. I just was trying to think about how old my parents were. No, 50. It's 50, <laughs> 50 years old. And um, like I wouldn't say it's like the like we talked about how it's more psychological, but there is a there is a scene or two. There's one scene especially that's considered like the scariest scene. Yeah. I don't think by today's standards it's that scary, but compared to a movie coming out in 1968, it is very scary. So yeah. Um, but if I you want to give the plot real quick. It's really scary. Um, yeah. So this movie is about um, Guy and Rosemary 
Um, what is it? Al Casavetes. I don't know. Like he, he was good in this movie. He was good. He's, he's handsome. Director. He's very handsome. He's um, Jack Nicholson was like considered for the role because he was uh, also directed Chinatown yeah. as yeah. well. Um, but I think that they said that he was too sinister looking, and I was like, that makes so much sense. Like he gives he gives it away too early. I yeah. Think. Didn't him and Mia Farrow date or no? Um, I don't think so. Mia Farrow was married to Frank Sinatra. Oh, and Woody Allen. Yeah. Well, yeah, later on. But she was like 20, 21. You're right, you're right. With Frank, yeah. She was married to Frank Sinatra. And then everybody was like, oh, well, we want her because she's like so famous right now because she's married to Frank Sinatra. Like, this will win you an Oscar. This is like, do you have to be in this movie? Like, because he didn't initially wanted her. I think he wanted Sharon Tate, his, his wife. Yes. Um, then she died. To be in it. And then she, I think, was just in like a cameo. She was in like a dinner party scene, I think. Um, but they went with Mia Farrow and then she did not get an Oscar nom. She didn't even get a nom. And she was actually like, she was up for a lot of different awards, like the Golden Globes, like all these other awards, but didn't even get an Oscar nom. And it went on so long, like production went on so long that Frank Sinatra divorced her because he wanted her to film. film. Yeah. And, And she wouldn't because she was like, everyone was like, you'll get an Oscar. Like you need to finish the film. And, um, yeah, we divorced her. So that was the start of some rocky marriages <laughs> for Mia Farrow. Um, yeah, so this is about Guy and Rosemary Woodhouse. They move into a beautiful New York apartment, which is pretty fucking haunted, which we can talk about later. Um, what's behind you? A shirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> what do you think it was a ghost? I didn't see your hand there. And I was like, what is that? Just like emerging above you. Why is your shirt hanging like that? Uh, Keon decorated my room. Shirt? And he hanged the shirt up here. I don't understand. I've been too lazy. Like, it's fine. Like, well, it's I'm you have like shirt. the background blurred. So I, I know. I've been hidden. I've been like, I'm hidden right now. Wait, wait. I'm hidden. I'm hidden. I'm hidden. I'm just scared to show. Um, okay. So they move into this New York apartment. A beautiful. Very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. How are they affording that apartment? You're telling me on an actor's salary? On an on a struggling actor's salary, like who's been in commercials, just in, like, plays and commercials. Yeah. Like I have that. I don't know. Did you get one good commercial? Whatever. So they moved to this apartment. They meet their neighbors, Minnie and Roman Castvets, which I think is kind of funny. That was named after Castvet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they meet another woman in the building named Terry, who is just like a lovely, lovely woman. Um, they start have they have a dinner with. Roman and Minnie and after one dinner we see um we see Guy Rosemary's husband be very interested in what Roman is chatting about he initially so, doesn't want to talk to them my que- so my question to you I, I don't mean to interrupt yeah. but like did so are we sh- like we're sure that Roman didn't like God didn't know them before they moved in or this is like like this all happened once they moved in that's a good question. I think it just happens once they move in, just based off of his okay. initial. Because he didn't want to move there. Yeah, he didn't want to move and meet these people. Like he initially doesn't. Like you can tell, he just doesn't want to hang out with these people. Um, and and he gets he gets um, swayed pretty fucking quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then so a couple things happen. They have a couple more dinners, or they have a couple more like meetings with 
with these neighbors, Terry, the sweet girl, that is their ward. She was taken in by the Castavets. She um, has jumped from the apartment building and has died. And so they get a little bit closer to the Castavets and Guy, after this initial conversation, gets a phone call that his, um, a play that he's up for, the lead actor that was initially cast goes blind, miraculously goes blind. And then now that guy has that role. So we're, we're already a little bit suspicious of like, oh, wow, those are some interesting circumstances. Yeah. Um, and then after that, he's like, okay, great success. Like I'm going to be a successful actor. Let's have a baby. Let's have a baby. Um, and this is where we get to the scariest scene in the movie, I think. Um, and where the gaslighting like really starts yeah. <laughs> just initially. Um, they have an evening where Rosemary has taken some, some chocolate mousse from Minnie. Um, they are ovulating. So there's only like a specific time that is best for her to have a baby. So she passes out from the, the chocolate mousse. She doesn't know that. So she passes out. Um, has like a very scary nightmare that night, wakes up, guy is like cutting his fingernails and cause she wakes up with scratches all over her body. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was definitely like the scariest scene cause it's literally the devil raping Rosemary. Um, and then <laughs> another scary part about it is that he's like, oh yeah, I just, I just like continued on, you passed out, but I just like, I just- It was baby night, he said. It was baby night, so. I just did it while you were, I think he like, does he even say that he like, he's no, like, he's like, like what do you mean? In the necrophiliac yeah. type of way is like a kind of hot or something. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually kind of liked it a lot. Yeah, he just like says that he raped her. Um, but she gets, she had these visions of people standing around her bed, including Guy and just these horrible yellow eyes above her. Um, that was definitely like visually the scariest moment. Yeah. I think the rest of the movie is so much like slow tension but this one is like this one's pretty fucking gross um so rosemary gets gets pregnant she is miraculously pregnant um but doesn't look pregnant she doesn't look pregnant she looks very sick she loses a lot of weight she gets a fancy doctor dr saperstein recommended from minnie and roman um and he tells her yeah don't read books while you're pregnant and take these like weird natural herbs that minnie's gonna give you like don't take vitamins, don't take pills. We're gonna do this like very natural. Yeah. Um, which is pretty fucked up in the start. And this is this is like drives me a little bit crazy in Rosemary. Like, hey, maybe don't take the weird fucking <laughs> drinks. Like every time I watch this, I'm like, hey, maybe don't, you know? Yeah. They don't make you feel good, they make you feel sick. Maybe just stop doing that. Um, so this is where the gaslighting like really begins. They tell her like, oh no, like your pain, whatever, it's all gonna go away, it's fine. Um, just keep taking these drinks, everything's fine. And then um, she goes, she wants to see another doctor. She wants to like, she has a dinner party with other- Well, before that- Oh yeah, what happened? We haven't talked about the friend, Hitch. Oh yeah, Hutch. Hutch, yeah, so Hutch. Hutch <laughs> uh, is, is their old landlord, I think, or yeah, someone, think yeah. So. And they became like Guy and Rosemary became good friends with him. Um, comes to the apartment, he's like, all right, nice. And then he comes again and then meets uh the Cassavettes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day he calls Rosemary being like, meet me at the New York Life Building at yeah. noon. Which is the worst thing to tell somebody like, oh, we have an important thing to talk about. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think he didn't want to get like, I think I think because he, so we find out hit Hutch knew yeah. about like the building, the building, the Cassavettes um, being, yeah, which is, um, and he wanted to tell her, but then he gets into a coma and then wakes up and then yeah, he touches like a glove or something that they give him. Yeah, yeah, that's just yeah. A, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Mysteriously goes into a coma and nobody really questions that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, timing but, up at all. Yeah, and then, um, so yeah, so she does have Hutch as her like one friend and then she has a dinner party where she's like, okay, we've been having dinner with these old, this old couple forever. Like I want somebody, I want a dinner party with people under 60. Um, so they have this dinner party with her friends. They notice that she's like, three months pregnant and looks incredibly sick. Like she just, she also gets this really sweet little haircut in this time. Um, so she, nobody likes it. Nobody yeah, likes it. Nobody likes it. Guys, well, it's just been you not, you not liking it either. I like it. Well, I was like, cause when Maggie Rogers cut her hair, you're like, I miss her old hair. Oh my God. Because Maggie Rogers had perfect hair. Like the braid. Rosemary's hair was good. It was good. It was a very like sweet, like delicate in style style. Um, But her haircut actually does look very sweet. And then as she gets sicker, I mean, I have a whole whole thing about like the haircut, actually. (laughs) The haircut's pretty important. Yeah. Um, And it makes her eyes look so much bigger and it shows the jaundice and like the. Mm -hmm. I like Maggie Rogers' haircut too. You know, Maggie, love it. Especially in today. Did you see her new horses preview? No. Isn't that album coming out like next a couple of days from now or next I think week? It comes out soon, but she did like a preview music video for it and it looks, it looks good. Um, so yeah, so she wants to go to another doctor because she's in pain all the time. Um, guy is continuing to be an asshole and he's like, you don't need to go to another doctor. You want me to pay for two doctors? Like yeah. you want to have the best doctor there is. Like guy just fucking sucks. It actually makes me think of Midsummer as well. I feel like this is heavily influenced on Midsummer too. Exactly. Hereditary. Um, Ari Aster and Jordan Peele, you know, like the top, kind of the top two. Um, horror guys horror right guys. now. Wait, wait, yeah. Um, so as soon as she wants to go to the doctor and she's like freaking out, the pain stops. She continues her pregnancy, pretty happy that the baby is like growing and kicking and um, things are feeling a little more normal. And, but then she still gets pretty suspicious. She gets suspicious once Hutch dies of his coma. Um, well, during mm-hmm. school, then she gets a little suspicious. He's but she, she gets of, a gift too from Hutch. Yeah. Um, she gets a gift saying that there's like she gets a book and then she gets told like this is an anti an anagram. An anagram. What's that word? Anagram, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so she gets a little suspicious. I think she's like suspecting witchcraft, she's suspecting something funky happening. Um but she's still, you know, trying to, she's just going along with the pregnancy. She's getting like the nursery ready. She's happy that she's pregnant. Um, and then she gets more suspicious. I'm trying to think what happened this part. I haven't seen it in a minute. Um, and then finally it's time like to have the baby. She gets restrained from all of the doctors, from the doctor, from Guy, from Minnie, from Roman. Um, they restrain her, they, she gives birth. Um, 
not, you know, pleasantly. Um, and the baby is born, but she's like quickly, it's quickly taken away. Like she's just not really like present for Quick question. We tell her that the baby is dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, for you, do you also, I was like, do you think like, do you think the doctor she went to was in yeah. with it? Or you think he just is like, this girl's crazy. Someone needs to take her away. No, the doctor's definitely in it. But oh. they tell her, they were like, where? No, 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 not the doctor, doctor, the, the new oh, doctor. supposed to get help? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't think so. You think he's just like, this bitch is crazy. Someone needs to take her away. Because it's crazy. You don't listen yeah. to someone. If someone says, they need help. I'm surrounded by witches. Yeah. We're following me. You're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Get the hell out of my office. But they all also like threaten her and they're like, oh, well, we'll just send you to a mental hospital. Like, yeah, you know, just, not, like honestly, it might be better for her. <laughs> I know, she would have been safer. Um, if it was a satanic mental hospital. Um, but yeah, so she has the baby. They tell her the baby's dead. And then she, she's like in the apartment. She's also like, I think this is like an interesting movie about. I feel like you don't often see a lot of horror movies like in New York urban dwelling like this yeah. in the sixties. It's like pretty early for that. Um, usually it's like, I don't know, it's like twister. You're like out in the, in the boonies. Um, but yeah, so she hears a baby crying in the apartment because you know, apartment living, uh, so he's not, he's not too far. Um, and so she goes to investigate. She finds her baby. She finds like a crib. It's like a black, whatever bassinet um and she her suspicions were correct she sees this baby who has horrifying eyes we don't see the baby but we do see a flashback to the eyes Mm -hmm. um in the rape scene so we know that it's not guy's baby (laughs) and then it gets confirmed she's like what did you do to his eyes like something about guy and then they're like well guy's not the father like Obviously, in a funny way, like <laughs> they were very nonchalant about it. Like, I know. For all then, the gaslighting that happened, they were very much like, "Yeah, you know." And then, <laughs> and then, and then she's like, "Stop <laughs> rocking the baby." She's like, "Stop, stop!" Like that old lady with yeah. the glasses. Yeah. She's like, "You guys are too old. <laughs> you don't know how to handle him. That's why he's crying." Um, and then, so the end of the movie is them being like, "You like, we're gonna get rewarded." Obviously, like guys' fledging careers because he's sold his wife over and his firstborn child um sold your soul to the devil completely mm. sold his soul to the devil and so that he could be an actor and that they can like continue to have a nice apartment like they already had a nice apartment their life seemed fun and um, have other kids they just like waited <laughs> but yeah so they'll have other kids and it's like oh they like do another bit of like oh if you had lost the baby this time around anyway like then you would have the next baby you would have had and it's just like yeah that's really not the same as like have like birthing you know satan's yeah. baby um so yeah and then she hears the baby cry and she gets a bit of motherly instinct and um and goes to the baby and is, is the baby's mom and that's how it ends loki yeah. i kind of <laughs> I'm happy I interjected because it made it made like, like I don't think it was just you giving plot, but it was it was a very detailed plot. Yeah, I did, I went very deep. Sorry, um, but I think it covers a lot of like the themes and everything. But I look, you wish you had a scene where she attempted to like get out with the baby. 
yeah. I think it might have been a little bit more gimmicky, so maybe not. But like, you, you're rooting for her, and you're like, get out of this, to get out of this shithole. Like, figure it. Like, yeah. you're gonna figure it out. I'm but. kind of intrigued. There's a lot of sequels. Like, this launched like a very campy bunch of sequels. Um, I'm curious if like those kind of dive into those yeah, yeah. the more of like those tropes. But this one goes straight forward. Like this is because they were they were nervous to like have her around the baby. But then she's also, you know, she's the best mother for it at the same time. Um, which makes me like crazy that they gaslit her so much and just like we're sure. such assholes. They should have just been like, hey, this is what's happening. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> it's very, it's a very uh what's the op- not soothing what's the opposite of soothing what what's the opposite of soothing um uneasy yeah very uneasy film it's yeah. a very uneasy you're uncomfortable the whole time you're like eyes on the screen eyes off the screen i don't know um i think the performances are great i think mia farrow did a really good job like yeah capturing all this anxiety and uh confusion that 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 uh rosemary's facing um i think also the poster is so good that is a good poster. Yeah. I mean, you you bought me a poster for this. That I is forgot. Also, a really good poster. <laughs> oh, look at me! Such good taste. Um, <laughs> that Polish one, it's good. Um, Polish? I got you Polish pe- poster. Yeah. Oh. It's just like upper face. It's like kind of. It's like artsy. Oh yes, 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 yes. Oh, that is a good one. You know, yeah, good job on me. Damn, you put so much thought into these presents. <laughs> I gave it to. I gave that. I was a two two. That was yeah, like twenty twenty, right? It was like two years ago. Well. Um. No, this is, I think the style in this movie is incredible. And the freaking apartments. Oh my God. I want. Oh, the apartments are great. Yeah. Apartments are so good. Um, Yeah. I think this is just a really, it's just a really poignant movie about paranoia and I mean, justified paranoia as well. Just like the horrors of pregnancy and um, losing control of your body. I think I do like the haircut and that it's, it does feel to me, like it's her one control. Yeah, because she's so out of control with everything else. And I mean, she finally kind of catches on towards the end where she's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't take their pills. Maybe I shouldn't take their weird drinks and the weird canis root necklaces and and shit. And it's like, maybe you shouldn't have done that from the start, but you know, glad you caught on at at some point. Um, You live and you learn. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so um, I'm trying to think what else i really need to talk about i think we covered most of it at least i think i think we cover all the the major plot um the part like we said the performances the music was good thought the soundtrack made it made it a bit more uneasy yeah um but i don't know yeah it is it is a i i don't know if it's my favorite film ever like it's definitely maybe like a three and a half and above but just like again, I'm not a big horror. I don't love like I I, I appreciate the craft of this film. I don't know if it's mm. like a, my favorite film ever. It's like gonna yeah. I'm gonna always come back to this movie. I think it's a movie I'll see once. I appreciate it. I understand why it's a classic, but then it's not. I'm not the designated audience for it, but I'm not saying it's it's definitely a good movie. Yeah. No, I think like you get an added layer to it as a woman, like fearing yeah. or as somebody that who could have a child. Like it's it's. A scary <laughs> scary concept to be um losing control over your body in such a way exactly especially under others under the patriarchy under others control um 
this is what like Roman Polanski was talking about where it's like not necessarily even like just just very timely for a fucking horrible man to say in the 60s um that it's just it's not necessarily like the satanic part that's scary it's just the lack of control that you know others are controlling you and your body um and yeah I just think it's like a very relevant film to watch now it's, it's also on prime streaming on prime right now it goes like on and off prime i feel like all the time so yeah catch it, catch it while you can and also seek out separate wives because separate wives i think is actually even better than this one um and doesn't have the roman polanski like um stain on it Cosine, yeah yeah <laughs> but it's you know it's very similar themes very similar loss of control i i find these movies like very fascinating um and I find this movie oddly comforting. I don't know why. It's it's very it's not comforting at all. But yeah, I don't know what's wrong with you. But <laughs> seek help. I put this on on like sick days. Uh, yes, seek help. Seek help. Did you rewatch <laughs> it? I watched re- it such a long time ago. Like I watched I rewatched Psycho in the same way, where it's like kind of comforting to have in the background. Gotcha. And you rewatched this for the, for this, right? I watched it like a couple of weeks ago. I haven't watched it. Okay, but you watched it recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I watched this, I think. Sunday? I watched it the, in the past seven days. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it was a. Uh, I see why you like it so much. It's definitely a. You, you see what I mean, too, about yeah. like Get Out, the connection? Yes, oh, 1000%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, these shitty men. Yeah, and I was just reading something, and he's like, uh, what was his name? I, Ira. God, no. Who? Oh, wait, Ira Levin? Yeah, he was like, I feel guilty that Rosemary Baby led to the exorcist, the omen. A whole generation has been exposed, has more belief in Satan. I don't believe in Satan. I feel like that's strong fundamentalism. We would not be as strong if there hadn't been so many of these books. Of course, I didn't send back any of those royalty checks. Mm. He sent that uh, in uh, 2002. Another interesting thing about this movie is that it's fucking cursed. That building is cursed and the movie's cursed. And you know that like right after this movie came out, a year after Sharon Tate was murdered. So there's a lot of cursed elements to this film. It's very, which makes it very interesting. Interesting history. Definitely go watch it. (laughs) Well, I have returned. (laughs) And I hope the uh, the conversation was great. I hope everyone enjoyed that conversation of Rosemary's um, <laughs> cursed movie. I I know that I haven't seen it, but I know it's cursed, and I bet the uh, that cursed title is a little more interesting and fun. Uh, yeah. Having seen the movie, the building is cursed as well, yeah. and that's where um, John Lennon was killed. Oh, cool! <laughs> in what building? The building it's filmed in. The building that, like, the exterior is filmed in. Oh, nice. Did not know that. <laughs> I think the composer also went into a coma. Like, not outside this building, but in, like, a very similar way to one of the characters in the movie. Off building. Very interesting. Very creepy. Huh. Well, there you go. The, these Watch two this. movies could not Watch really that. be more <laughs> diametrically opposed. I think. Yeah. Okay. From Very my different vibes. Limited knowledge of the Polanski film, but <laughs> I uh, do believe that they they give off very different vibes. Um, Nash will find out himself and can talk and about I, it. And I will. After um, he watches it. 
Some movies that don't give off diametrically opposed vibes, though, are Jordan Peele's films, um, which, as we said earlier, are what we'll be tackling in our next episode, um, specifically Austin and, 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 and his newest film, Nope, which comes out in wide release on July 21st, um, I believe. So go catch that in theaters. I'm excited. This will be my first. I didn't. I did not catch Get Out in theaters. Who did I? Sadly, what? I know, right? For um, us, I am extremely excited to catch this one in theaters. Um, so, uh, everyone, go go check that new one out, and uh, you know when that comes out, we'll we'll be out with a new episode talking about that one. Um, so you can you can stay tuned for that. But um, that's that's all we have for this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, subscribe, give us a listen. We appreciate it, um, and, and uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs>